What's good, everybody? Welcome back. I am Brooklyn. I'm here with Julian Osius, and what we are the spectators. Up? What's up, y'all? How you doing? We had a good little weekend of football here. Some NFC and AFC championship games. We're Only going... two games. Yeah. It kind of sucks. We've been spoiled with a lot of football. Yeah, a lot of good football this playoffs, too. Yeah, definitely. But we're going to start it out with a little Titans-Chiefs. AFC championship. Yes, sir. The first... Wild card team to make the championship in a couple of years with the Tennessee Titans. And uh, they didn't put up much today. No. They, they had did. a cool little run going. They definitely but. did. But you could you could tell that Tannehill just wasn't going to be the guy. Because it all was going to come down to, I and mean, everybody knew this, if Derrick Henry got stopped, could they do anything? And that was quickly answered mm-hmm. by... A Kansas City defense that's been pretty darn good this season. Yeah, and they they got some some throwaway guys that people gave up on the Honey Badger, Terrell Suggs, um, Frank Clark, and they put together a little defense with Spagnola running it. They look good. And I mean they they held Derrick Henry to how many yards? Eighty? No, sixty nine yards. yards. Had a touchdown. Early, out of a little wildcat formation, nothing special. Now, Tannehill, I got to say, I give him a little bit of props, though, because he finished the day with 209 and two touchdowns. We haven't seen him go over 100 this playoffs. Yeah, but that, I think that's where the problems kind of begin. Um, when you look at Tannehill's line today, he threw 31 times, and that is not how the Tennessee Titans win football games. No. And, you know, Ryan Tannehill's a decent little dude who's, uh, you know, he's had an okay career, very up and down. And this was not the type of game we wanted to see him have to play in. Yeah, um, he's capable of keeping teams in, but against a against a high powered offense and an Andy Reid offense with the best player in the NFL on their team Absolutely. playing quarterback, it's just going to be a tough day, Mahomes. And you're just not going to outgunsling Patrick Mahomes. You can't. It's yeah. really, really hard to go toe to toe with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, he puts us puts up almost 300 yards. Three touchdowns, 53 on the ground, and what a crazy 27-yard touchdown run from him, too, man. That thing was incredible. And I think that was the the real difference maker in this game. It mm-hmm. was He was able to read a defense immediately if they were in zone, and he would just be like, okay, you guys are in zone. You, we, you took away the play that we were going to run. Nope. I'm just going to run it for 10 yards. Yeah. And when he did that two, three times, he had a touchdown off one. He did it for three other first downs and the defense was just like man we really gotta like they're struggling we gotta play what we're showing now huh and it was too little too late at that point i mean it took it took them two drives like it did against houston Mm -hmm. and they they never looked back and they were down in this game too and they were down 10 right i believe so Yeah, they were down 10 to nothing and then 17 to seven and kansas city's unfazed let me tell you, Mahomes and all those guys they got, they're like thriving off that. They get punched in the mouth and they eat it and they come back swinging. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of scary to see a team do that because football, it's really easy to let the other team get momentum. Yeah, and once you lose momentum, it's hard to grab it back. And let me tell you, Kansas City doesn't let you really keep momentum. You're like, oh, you just scored and we're down like a lot. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to start scoring now and mm-hmm. you guys won't. It's weird. They flip the script really fast, and you kind of blink and you miss it, and yeah. the game's kind of over. Because once they take the lead, all the momentum's for them, and you feel it, 
and now the stadium's in it, and... And Arrowhead is a tough place to play, man. Those fans are crazy. They're hungry. I'm happy for the first time in 50 years they get to go to a Super Bowl. That's cool. First time in 50 years. That's yeah. wild. It's the longest drought there's ever been. Just yeah. kind of crazy. Uh, shout out to Sammy Watkins, too. He had three touchdowns in the first game of the season this year and didn't have one for the rest of the season until today. Yep. So, shout out to him for that. 114 yards, too, from him. Seven catches. Yeah. So, shout out to him for uh, making big plays when it matters. That's all that matters. That, that's really all you that matters. You gotta show up well. when the lights are bright. And, and also, shout out to Travis Kelsey for just an electric celebration after that, the game. That was amazing to see. He was so excited. And that's what's really cool to see, too. Like, these guys are genuinely ecstatic to be going where they're going. And, you know, they're always going to tell you it's not done yet. It's not done yet. But I think it's cool to see people kind of enjoy a moment while they have that moment. And for the Chiefs, they know this is unfinished business. They should have been in the Super Bowl last year. So them getting the chance now, they got a lot to prove. And they are hungry to finish it off. Yeah. And now they got a pretty good opponent they got to play. Yeah. Yes, they do. They got a they got a pretty pretty good little team in uh in San Francisco. They got San Francisco. They hosted both ho- uh, one seeds are in the Super Bowl, which is no, oh, not a one seed. Two. Chiefs are a two seed. Yeah, but the two higher seeds from the championship games are they both made it, and you know home field advantage plays a big part. But I I don't know what it is. Everybody seems to go. To play the 49ers and think they're not about to get punched in the mouth. Yeah. And then they do. And people, I don't know if the teams are like surprised. I don't know if they didn't study film. I think it's a little bit of a surprising matter that the 49ers really came out of nowhere. Like we were talking, second pick in the draft last year to trip to the Super Bowl. Yeah. It's not often you see it. And, you know, when you get a guy like Nick Bosa, that really boosts stuff. And then you get your quarterback back from an injury but mm-hmm. i don't think anybody really thought there were just those two pieces away no <laughs> and clearly the quarterback's not being too big of an issue here i mean jimmy garoppolo threw the ball eight times today yeah eight <sighs> times he threw you never see in this era of football somebody throw the ball eight times and you win at all never Especially mind in a championship never game. mind putting up 37 points it's just insane and <sighs> You know, people are going to keep bringing up, well, can Jimmy G outduel Mahomes? And that's going to be the, the conversation mm-hmm. for the next two weeks. And I don't know if he has to. He he lost a duel, quote-unquote, to Aaron Rodgers. He lost the lost a duel, quote-unquote, to Kirk Cousins. And it hasn't mattered. They were both blowout wins, playoff wins. Off the strength of their running back. And, and... and it's not been like a Derrick Henry situation either, no. where it's just one guy. I mean, today it was one guy, and then last week was all Tevin Coleman. But it's there's that scheme is really something else. Watching Kyle Shanahan call plays is like poetry in motion. It's kind of crazy. I don't know the extent of Coleman's injury, but him getting hurt is a little damper for the Super Bowl. But I don't think uh, that matters I don't think too much no. because Morstert, four touchdowns, 220 yards. Yeah, and that's the most yards by a San Francisco running back ever. Ever. In a game. Not just playoffs. Ever. Ever. You kind of think back to Jerry Rice days or, you know, they have a pretty good history of quality players. 
that's the most ever. That's that's impressive. And it's by a guy who's most are pretty darn good, but he's not like an elite back by any stretch of the imagination. And he's a journeyman too. Seven yeah. NFL teams barely even made this team. About to get cut. Injuries Some... helped him get on the team. Yeah. But they kept him it's on. It's a cool story from him. Yeah. And you know, We've seen it all playoffs so far. If you're able to run the ball and establish the run, you're going to win the game. The yep. Chiefs did it today. Mahomes was the one running today. Yeah. And they established it, and they won. They had more rushing yards. They had more first downs. They won the game. Same thing right here. Mostert, 220 yards. And they won. And it was dominant. I mean, the score was like 37-20. to 20. It wasn't that close. 27 and nothing at halftime. Yeah, man. it was kind of some garbage time points and, you know. But they look good. They look really scary. They do, and I've been doubting the 49ers. I know here. you were. I was I trying was... to tell you. Nobody, nobody's, everyone, everybody's <laughs> been sleeping on them, kind of. Not, like, we all know they're good. But I think everybody's really, really fixated on this Jimmy G. Is he yeah. good enough to push it? And that's just not what's mattered here. No, and it's been one of my stances, but like you said, it just hasn't really come into play. But that being said, I feel like it comes into play in the Super Bowl. I feel like it does too. And the only reason I think this particular matchup, it comes into play, is because they're playing one of the most talented guys we've ever seen play this game. Agreed. And, I mean, just watching Mahomes play today, it wasn't his best throwing day by any means. But some of the throws he made were Insane. electric. And not even the throws, just seeing his poise. Big fourth down early on in the game, they were down 10. Um, just sits in the pocket, gets lets the pressure get to him, makes a nice throw for a first down. And he was just like constantly just making the right plays. Whether that meant throwing it away or not, I'm pretty sure half of his incompletions <laughs> were throwaways. Yeah. And, you know, he's, he's a dog and he's... A former MVP, yeah. uh, a Super Bowl go, you know, caliber quarterback, and he's he's objectively better than Jimmy G. Yeah, and I think the the thing that kind of balances these two teams out, nobody has a play caller like Kyle Shanahan, but if there is one that's close, it's Andy Reid. Yeah, <laughs> and so you got two just like behemoth play callers that just will draw up plays you've never thought of or dreamed of or seen in Madden. And so I expect a lot of points in the Super Bowl. I do too, man. But uh, you got any predictions about the score? I'm going to take Kansas City. Okay. I think this is a really big like year of destiny kind of deal. I feel mm-hmm. like you know, the year kind of felt weird. Mahomes got hurt. They lost the game to the Packers. They were they were almost like 500 and everybody just kind of gave up on them. And then they win a close game in, or against Minnesota, and ever since that game, they have not looked back. They haven't lost since that week, and they've been blowing teams out. Again, qui- I said it last week, but they've been quietly blowing teams out, Yes. and I'm going to take Kansas City. I really am. I think they have a lot of, like, they have a lot of swag. They're very excited to be yeah. there, and they're not going to come in unprepared, and that's the only way that, not the only way. But San Francisco's played two teams that have felt unprepared to really play against them. And you saw them stop the run against the best guy in the league this week. So they can do it. Absolutely. I'm taking Kansas City too, man. And the 49ers, they got a top defense in the league. The best. Yeah. 
So now going off of defense wins championships, yeah, you could easily take the 49ers and you can't be mad at that pick. But do you have a good enough defense to possibly stop 50 points? Let's just say. Now, I don't think it gets to 50, but you never know. So, my pick with that, I'm going Kansas City, 34-27, final. But you got a number on it? I'm going to take Kansas City, 37, San Francisco, 33. Okay. 37-33. That's what I'm going to go with. Pretty high scoring. Yeah. I think a lot of the points are going to come towards the th- like third quarter. I think going at the halftime will be like low, like 13-10 or something like that. And then both teams will kind of figure it out offensively and give us some excitement. I'm, I'm hoping for like an onside kick or fake punt or some nonsense to happen. But, you know. And it's pretty cool to see the number one opponent passing yardage per game in the league with the 49ers against the fourth passing guards per game in the Chiefs. So that duo, that matchup right there, you got two top five defense and offense right there. So it's going to be cool to see Patty Mahomes slinging the ball, bro. It's going to be cool. Yeah, and in nice, uh, nice sunny Miami, Florida. No mm-hmm. home field, like, at all. At Kansas all. City and I, San Francisco, it'll just be, like, a mismatch crowd. That's kind of cool. Um, I did want to see Tannehill go to the Super Bowl. It would have been <laughs> just great. Just so, because the AFC would have been in the Dolphins locker room, so I would have liked to see Tannehill mm-hmm. go through all that. And he can stay <laughs> in his old house or condo or whatever yeah. he has. But, you know, we got we have a really good matchup, and I'm excited to bring it to you guys, but it's in two weeks, so that kind of sucks. Yeah. Pro Bowl, baby. Woo! <laughs> Woo! Skills challenge. Yeah. Now, we had some uh, other cool little stuff happening this weekend. UFC 246, Las Vegas at the T-Mobile Arena. Pretty good card, man. We're just going to... Scroll down a little list of a couple fights we got here. I'm gonna I'm gonna let y'all know real quick. I'm not a big UFC guy. I did manage to see some of these fights. It was fun, but I I was like blind going into this, just no clue what was going on. I knew Holly Holm and I knew McGregor, but like <laughs> so does everybody. So yeah, there I didn't a, know Cowboy too. There was a couple of no name fights, but they were, they were good. We, first one off, I believe this was the first fight of the night. Drew Dauber. Ended up going 22-9, and nine, wins the fight against, I'm going to butcher this guy's name, but Nasrat Hak Pasrat. If you're listening, I'm sorry. Huh? <laughs> he fell to 11-3 and three on a TKO in the first round, minute 10 seconds in. The ending of that fight, he got 11 straight punches right to the jaw, and it was, it was crazy. Surprised the ref didn't stop a little bit earlier, but it is what it is. Then we have Carlos Diego Ferreria going a 17 and 2 beating Anthony Pettis which I was surprised about. He falls to 22 and 10 on a submission in the second round, minute 46 in on a rear naked choke. Very surprised oh. about that one. A what? Rear naked choke. Okay. You don't want to get put in one of those. Okay. You don't even know what it is. <laughs> I don't want to know. Now, we got Sodiq Yusuf. He improves to 11 and 1. On a unanimous decision against Andre Feli, 
who falls to 20 and 7. That fight, they were swinging the whole fight, man. They were duking it out. They were going at it. Either one of them could have got rocked and got knocked out at any moment. But they stood in there. They were banging. Now, this Holly Holmes fight, she she won on a unanimous unanimous decision. I saw this fight. Yeah, she improves thirteen and I've five. N- I've never been so disappointed in watching any sort of like. Yeah, it was <sighs> bad against Raquel Pennington. She falls to ten and nine. Holly Holmes so, played it very, very, very safe. So safe and so boring. Yeah. And for somebody who like the beginning of her career was knocking everybody out to yeah. kind of. Is um, now I believe she's like 36, 38, but still they were just stop fighting if age is a thing. Yeah, <laughs> but she just had her in the clinch on the cage the whole fight, and I I get it if it's working, go for it. But like the whole fight, you're you're quote unquote one of the best female fighters in the business, you could say. I don't know that that was a rough fight to watch. It was really rough. It yeah. was bad. Now, another bad one, but really great. Bad for a different reason. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe for one person and his acquaintances. But the one... His loved ones. The one everybody's been waiting for. We haven't seen this man in the octagon since... Come back. 2018, man. 2018 the against Khabib. When he got... Mm, submitted. Mm, he got stomped on. Yeah. He got stomped on. Conor McGregor. Against Donald Cerrone. Cowboy against Notorious. We got what we expected. Yeah, this... I knew a little bit about Cowboy coming into this, and I knew it was a stupid fight for him. It never made yeah. any sense. Like, all of his strengths just don't work on the type of fighter that Conor now, is. Now, Conor moved up weight to 170 to fight Cerrone also. Yeah. And it was just exactly what everybody thought it was going to be. Yeah. Just, he looked slow. I mean, there wasn't much time to analyze his speed, but he looked slow. The, the, right out the gates, Connor was already on him. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, Connor just figured, hey, I'm, I'm faster than you. You're a little bit stronger, but not by much, and I'm just going to kind of go after you. And uh, he hit him with a little Uzi shoulder mm-hmm. roll a few times. You know, he hit him with... <laughs> Broke his nose off of that, yeah. too. Yeah, imagine the shoulder just right to the nose. Just That's not fun. I've watched a decent amount of UFC in my day, and I don't think I've ever seen anybody hit somebody with a shoulder. Not like that, at least. Yeah. You see it, but not not like five of them in a row. Yeah. He kind of just bah, bah, yeah. bah, bah. It was like a dance routine for mm-hmm. a second. And then, you know, he got him off, and then a little, little toe to the head. Little toe to the head action. And little pinky toe to the little, head. Yeah, but I heard that was a lead pinky toe, let me tell you. <laughs> and yeah, so Connor just kind of 40 seconds in, TKO. Just, it was sad, kind of, but what a comeback for Connor. And yeah. now, my thing is, what's next? It, it, does he fight again? Is it Mayweather this time? Does, he, does he actually fight like a, a fighter that? Kind of makes more of a sense, like matchup wise. There's there's a bunch of different ways you could take this, because I think the best fight for him to have right now got to be Khabib, because you get the rematch of one of the biggest fights that they've had, and you can either go that route, you can give it to Jorge Masvidal, that's been one in Connor. He is a dog. That fight will be insane. 
you could do the trilogy with Nate Diaz or switch it to boxing. And you either, I don't think they do a rematch with F- Floyd, but Pacquiao wants his. So oh, you man. got a different, oh, a lot man. of different lanes you could take. I think he stays with the UFC first. And then if they do go the boxing route, that happens later in the year, about fourth quarter of the year. But I think the fight to go is definitely Khabib for the rematch. And then after that, go Master Ball. Well, I think if he goes to Khabib, that's not going to be fun for him again. But. Well, the problem was, Connor on the ground, I Connor's not the best on the ground. If it's standing, I don't see anybody in the UFC beating Connor. Yeah, but the problem is a lot of UFC is on the ground. Yep. In fact, probably most of it's on the yep. ground. That's why you got to work on it. And You've had two years off. Two years off, but Khabib's had two years of actual practice and like yeah. fighting in actual fights. I don't know. I I don't think I think Connor would do that for pride, but I don't think he would do it unless he knows he's gonna win. So I don't think he's gonna do it. Is kind of where I'd go with that. I think he needs to follow this one with another win to kind of take this "I am back" mentality and make it "I am actually back" and I am the best, and then kind of go out on that ship. And I feel you know, another loss to could be kind of. One step forward, three steps back kind of deal. And that's just not the route you kind of want to go. It's understandable. But, yeah. So that's kind of all I got on that. I didn't... I, I was working for most of it. I was I was able to see a few of the fights. Mm-hmm. But definitely saw that one. For, the only one that really, really matters. And you can watch this one in a, like a Twitter clip. It's so fast. Yeah. <laughs> Which, it feels like a lot of big fights have kind of done that. There's just a lot of standout fights that I can remember. Like Holly Holm and Ronda Rousey and... Well, forget about Cyborg. those. You, you go back in the day with Tyson and all them. Yeah. They're getting knocked out quick. like that. It's quick. I mean, the only guy going deep into like fights, and this is obviously boxing, but it's, it's Floyd. Yeah. And even he was knocking people out. So Again, Floyd's a safe fighter. But when you go 50-0, yeah. you you got to play it safe. Well, he not a safe fighter. He's just smart and just defensive. Yeah. yeah. Not safe, but defensive is the right way I'd say it. Yeah. Um, I really want to see Wilder fight again i want to see that wilder uh tyson Tyson fury Fury. that's what i really want to see february 22nd i believe something like that i know it's i know it's this coming month and i'm really excited for that because that first one was nuts and i don't think fury should have won it but we got a second one coming so john jones february 8th also who's he fighting uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't I got it off the top of my head, but I do know it's February eighth. See, I'm not fact. excited for him. He should just be gone. Why do we keep giving him chances? Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense. At some point, you got to Josh Gordon, the guy, and just get him out of here. At some point, but whatever. John Jones, you suck. I hate you. That's yeah. Take that to Vegas. He's <laughs> one of my favorite fighters. Yeah. Don't <laughs> change that. that uh, this week we had some some cool things uh, with Zion. Zion Williamson, Making his first return. overall draft pick, the one of the most hype recruits we've ever seen ever. Making his return. I mean, he's probably the most hyped up guy since LeBron. Uh, I was gonna say yeah, LeBron. You're giving ever? me looks, but LeBron's ever? 18 years in the league. Come on now. Yeah, but at the time, yeah, this ever? is one of the most hyped up guys we've ever seen, and you know he's finally gonna make his debut. Yeah, Wednesday against the Spurs. So I'm. I mean, that's gonna be must-watch TV, kinda for a little bit. Yeah, tune in. But they're not really teams that I'm interested in watching in particular. But yeah, uh, you know, 
Zion. It's exciting. And, you know, his, his alma mater, well, not alma mater, his, his <laughs> school that he went to, uh, lost this weekend. So shout out to Louisville for doing that. Shout out Louisville. <laughs> but also college basketball as well. I don't know if you watch, you don't really watch college basketball too not much. Not too much. I'll catch it every now and then. But that that's Go been Cubes. a wild season so far. Every one seed or high seed is just susceptible to lose stupid games that they shouldn't and yeah. it's like been really fun um i know my oregon ducks won a buzzer beater ot game against <laughs> the washington huskies dubs down you guys suck <laughs> huskies <laughs> get out of here we own seattle but yeah i mean college basketball has been great um if you get a chance and you're listening tune in now because march madness is going to be wild and it's kind of been march madness all season already so just throwing that out there march madness is Probably peak time for me watching college basketball. Yeah, and then like the weekend before too, like championship weekend is yeah. usually pretty fun as well. Yeah. But now's a good time to start because football is kind of wrapping up, and now we got to get really full into the swing of things with basketball or hockey. And we're not big hockey guys. Sorry if you like hockey, but we're I'm not a big g- hockey guy. But we're very, not going to be very getting, casually. Big. Yeah, very casual. Like. I'm a Rangers fan, and I think I'm kind of a Lightning fan at this point, honestly. I don't agree with that, yeah. but to each its own. <laughs> I mean, when you don't watch games, and then you see everybody kind of cheering for a team back home, it gets easy to kind of cheer for them, too. But, you know, so I like them both, but I don't really Fair care enough. particularly too much. But now we've got a, a little segment for y'all we like to call Smart or Stupid. Yes, you want to start it off for me? Um, yeah, I'll start it off for you. Smart or stupid, do you see the Pelicans making a playoff push with the return of Zion? I say yes. Okay. It's a push, and I think they get a 6, 7, 8 seed, and then they lose. Yeah. But I don't think it's because of Zion. Okay. I think he adds a little bit, and if he winds up impacting them a lot, sick. I'm excited for that. But it, it's more so Lonzo Ball. He's I'm, been I can't believe I'm saying that. He's Lonzo Ball, back from injury, has looked incredible. And, yes. it's, and it's not just like the Lonzo Ball from UCLA. He's scoring. And he's creating shots for himself. Yes. And so he's if he's creating shots for himself and he's making it, he's just Rondo with a J. Mm-hmm. And that that's pretty cool. I mean, I'm not saying he's an all-star or anything. But I'm saying that's like the impact kind of guy that you need to take you into the playoffs. Because you have Brandon Ingram, who's going to be an all-star this year. And is an animal this year. Playing lights out. He finally spent his VC on some shooting instead (laughs) of tattoos. So that's good. He spent the first two years all on tattoos. But You got to do that. First NBA check. You got to out. (laughs) But Brandon Ingram's been phenomenal. And now those two playing together have been phenomenal. And so I'm not sure what their record is. I think they're like 18 wins or something like that. They're uh, 16 and 27. and 27. 16 and 27. Um, they'll make a push. I don't even know if they'll make the playoffs because Memphis is kind of playing well. Uh, the Suns are still playing decent. I'm, when I say well. Well, know. Memphis is the eight seed right now. And they're 20 and 22. So it's not too far out from where the Pelicans are right yeah. now. We're also far from the playoffs. We're so very not, far. But I think they'll probably be in the conversation without mm-hmm. any more injuries. Uh, you know, Zion coming back probably gives them another few wins. And so I'm kind of excited for that. Lonzo to Zion, Lob City will be kind of cool. Yeah. Definitely. So for you, smart or stupid, 
Apparently, there's been some grumblings of Steph returning this March. Yeah. Smart or stupid? Should he return? I say stupid. I say develop your young guys, get healthy. Clay's not there. D'Angelo's been on and off the court. Just stay off the court. Get yourself right. Let the young guys do what they do. Get another draft pick. Get a young guy out of college. Come back, you and Clay, full strength. Probably make a trade with D'Angelo Russell for another person. Who knows? But I say stupid. I see no need to really return. Yeah, especially that they're just in prime position to get a one, two, or three seed. Yeah. Or not seed, but overall pick in the draft. And there's some pretty talented guys in the draft this season. Whether or not they trade that pick for a, a guy, I think is something they definitely need to look into. But they're they're going to be ready to win now. and Because they have the two best shooters we have, this game has ever time. seen. Of all time. There's no argument So, Steph, just kind of get healthy relax, maybe dress up pregame with Clay and shoot around a little bit, throw a headband on. <laughs> headband stuff. <laughs> and then take this time, make your shoes a little bit better. Like, just yeah, kind of, you know, just kind of... Show Aisha some love. Relax, just relax. <laughs> you know, show her some love so we don't have to hear it on Twitter anymore, please. <laughs> please. But yeah, that's... I, yeah, stupid. Yeah. Stupid. What you got for me? So, at the UFC fight... There were some stars in the crowd. One being owner of the Las Vegas Raiders, Mark Davis. Another one being six-time Super Bowl champ, Tom Brady. Now, smart or stupid, if Brady's given the opportunity, does he play in Las Vegas? Stupid. Stupid? Stupid. Okay. Why are you going to Vegas for? The whole reason, like... Realistically, the whole reason that he would leave New New England is to go to a team ready to win with guys who can actually catch a football. And the Raiders are neither of those. Fair I enough. think the Raiders are better with Derek Carr because he's a gunslinger and can throw to these weirdos that are catching the ball. Uh, Josh Jacobs is great, but that's a running back. That's not really what Tom wants this late in his career. Um, yeah, it's stupid. No, that that doesn't make any sense to me. It's just, they throw them maybe like 20 mil. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, get us some people in the stands. It's dumb for a lot of different people. Yeah. For a lot of reasons, I think. Yeah. I because mean, there, there's rumblings that Ve- Vegas would probably be a cool spot it. for Tom because people would just be in love with him. Yeah, his kinda, larger than life, just persona. Yeah, but yeah, that, that doesn't really make too much sense unless yeah. you're strictly looking from like a... Uh, expanding the brand yeah and i think there's better places to do that anyway i agree so you know chargers or yeah something of that nature but it's a thought it's definitely a thought it wouldn't be too bad to see but i don't think it happens but you never know league's crazy (laughs) it is crazy (laughs) and my smartest my last one smarter stupid um it's kind of revolving around some esports esports okay esports so around the super bowl in miami we're having a, I don't remember the name of it, but it's like an esports bowl. Mm-hmm. And so it's, I don't know if it's just Fortnite, but I know it is Fortnite, where it's a player and a NFL player are teaming up in like duos tournaments mm-hmm. and they're playing for a lot of money. 
So smart or stupid to see all these NFL guys kind of getting ready to play esports just <laughs> off uh, the backs of a, a losing season. I think it's smart because esports, it's a growing brand, man. And like you look at the NBA that they have their own 2K leagues for esports and it's great. It's really cool because you get these kids that no athletic ability really, but they could they could put it down on the sticks. They can go in. So you get them with some professional athletes, whatever sport it may be. It's cool. It's great for not only the brand that you're working with, NFL, NBA, whatever it may be, but also just gaming. You're building up gaming, and gaming's one of the probably biggest industries out there if yeah. you really look at it. Yeah, I, I, I think it's smart too because... You know, a lot of these guys, the pro gamers are, are streamers, or if they're not streamers, this is just another tournament setting to be in, which is, you know, more practice, good for them. But it's really good, especially in particular for NBA players, because it's so hard to build any form of connection with fans as mm-hmm. an NFL player, apart from, hey, you play for my team and you sack people. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's rare we even know what they look like unless you follow all the social media. And are yeah, like, you see a football player without their helmet and it's like, who yeah. are you? <laughs> and if you're a casual fan, which most of the NFL are casual fans, yeah. you're not going to know what they look like. And so this is a really good opportunity for people to kind of put like a face to a name, kind of hear a voice with the name in something that's relatable to you. Most people that watch the NFL probably play, you know, video games. At, least at some extent. point in yeah. your life... You probably at least picked up a controller. Especially younger people, which is definitely what the NFL is going for with this. And it's not really an NFL thing, but... Yeah. So, I think it's smart for just kind of everybody involved. It's just boosting a brand, bringing two markets that aren't necessarily crossing paths, but could be. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's good for everybody. It really is. But... And co-branding is always good. Yeah. Yeah, it is. (laughs) So... That's it for Smarter Stupid. That's all we got for you guys today. It's been a a lot of high-key, marquee type of things going on this weekend, but minimal in con- like you know content. It's only been a few things. We've got a few games and yeah. the fights. Nothing crazy, but... but So we'll be back with you next week. We're not going to talk about the Pro Bowl. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to talk about. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it we'll out. We'll figure it out. Every Monday. Tune in. Yeah, every Monday. Around the middle of the day. East Coast time. All my West Coasters a little bit earlier. Sorry about it. Wake yeah, up. Sorry about it. Wake up and tune in. And yeah. Uh, thank you guys for listening. We're the spectators. Signing up. Later. <laughs>